Welcome to Catholics Across the Isle, the podcast of the Florida Conference of Catholic Bishops, offering commentary on public policy and civic life. This is Michael Sheedy, Executive Director of the Conference. Michael Sheedy, Executive Director at the Florida Conference of Catholic Bishops. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Catholics Across the Aisle. I'll be joined by Michelle Taylor, Associate Director for Communications, as we compare and contrast the positions of our gubernatorial candidates who are running here in the November election. Michelle, glad to have you on. Thank you, Michael. It's good to be here today. And we're going to be comparing our two major party candidates for governor of Florida, uh, starting with uh, Ron DeSantis, serving as governor since 2019, uh, the 46th governor of Florida. And before being elected to governor, he served as a congressman in Florida's sixth district in the U.S. House of Representatives from 2013 to 2018. And he is a Republican. The Democratic candidate is Charlie Crist. Uh, who served as a U.S. representative from Florida's 13th Congressional District from 2017 to 2022. He just recently resigned from that position um, as he's running for governor. And he previously served as governor in our state. He was the 44th governor of Florida from 2007 to 2011. Well, good. Thanks for the good intro to these folks, uh, these two gentlemen, uh, as we kind of compare their positions on a range of issues. It's probably worth noting that the conference is nonpartisan. We neither support nor oppose candidates for public office. Um, you know, our conversation today, the work that we've done in this area and identifying their positions is really just meant for voter education on their positions. Uh, these are issues that we do think are going to be of interest to Catholics um, and other people of goodwill here in Florida. So we're hopefully providing a good service and helping people to be well informed as they go to the polls. And it's important to note before we get started that the information we're providing today, the positions have been drawn from the policies and the actions and the public statements and websites of the two candidates. So it's not in our words, but um, this is information that's been provided. It's their own words in uh, their plans if they are elected this November. Right. And so, folks, you know, we're going to be talking about these positions, but they're also available in black and white in a document on our website. They can be found at www.flaccb.org. That's a three-letter Florida abbreviation, followed by CCB for the Conference of Catholic Bishops.org. So um, here we go. And um, also, Michael, I just wanted to point out that, um, you know, I talked about the different sources, that there's links in the document to all the sources that were used to gather this information. Okay. Yeah, great. Good point, Michelle. Thanks. So why don't we just start like, letting listeners hear about uh, their positions on some key issues? And why don't we start alphabetically with abortion? Um, in 2022, Mr. DeSantis did sign a law. Uh, that does limit abortion to the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. It parallels the law uh, at issue in the Dobbs ruling. And following that ruling, he did uh, tweet that Florida will continue to defend its recently enacted pro-life reforms against state court challenges. Uh, we'll work to expand pro-life protections 
and will stand for life by promoting adoption, foster care, and child welfare. Uh, so those are some points that he's made with respect to abortion of late um, as he's served as governor. And um, as far as uh, Mr. Christ, during his previous term as governor, he vetoed legislation requiring that a woman seeking an abortion be given the opportunity to view an ultrasound of her unborn child. Uh, additionally, if elected governor in November, Christ says that he will veto any anti-choice legislation passed by the legislature, defend the right to access a safe abortion and fight for Floridians' rights to make decisions about their own bodies. It's in contrast there, to be sure. Um, I think, you know, we go on to highlight some of their positions related to affordable housing, which is an area of interest to the legislature and to the state. And, you know, these, these men, whoever will be elected, will be probably looking at uh, some policies that relate to it as well. I think it's worth noting that in 2022, uh, as governor, Mr. DeSantis did announce that they were initiating a Hometown Heroes program with a $100 million budget appropriation so that Florida's frontline community workers would have help making down payments and covering the closing costs to purchase a primary residence in the communities where they work. That's a workforce housing thing. Uh, he also approved $363 million for affordable and workforce housing in the 2022-2023 budget. To address affordable housing, Chris plans to fully fund the Affordable Housing Trust Fund, expand down payment assistance, uh, appoint a housing czar, and crack down on investment practices that are driving housing prices to unaffordable levels. All right. So they both have um, taken actions and made plans with respect to affordable housing. I think the next area that we want to highlight uh, is in the area of criminal justice. And in 2019, uh, Mr. DeSantis did sign criminal justice reform legislation that went ahead and increased the threshold that triggers a felony theft charge from $300 to $750. You know, it's just to reflect inflationary changes over the time since it had been amended. It also does allow judges flexibility in sentencing uh, nonviolent drug offenders. Uh, it also allows the earlier release for certain offenders who are nonviolent from prison for good behavior. And in this last session in 2022, uh, Mr. DeSantis did sign a bill that allows Floridians on probation uh, to receive expanded workforce and educational credits to shorten their terms of probation, is to incentivize uh, taking those steps to be more productive when they get out. And uh, Christ will form a commission to review mandatory minimum sentencing laws, provide funds to form conviction re review units, and ensure improved criminal justice data collection. Um, he also plans to um, expand civil citation programs for minors, create a reentry program task force, and allow expanded expungements of juveniles' criminal records. Um, and this really builds on um, some of the policies that have been passed um, recently by the Florida legislature to expand these programs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. I think um, we'll focus next on the death penalty. Um, and in his first year as governor, Mr. DeSantis did sign three death warrants uh, that resulted in two executions. Uh, he has not signed a death warrant since 2019. 
And during his previous term as governor, uh, Christ signed five death warrants, resulting in five executions. So, Michelle, I guess as we um, continue the conversation here, it's probably just good to remind people that our gubernatorial comparison document uh, does link back to their websites. They link back to the policies that are alluded to here. Uh, so we do have some good sources for what we're relating to folks on the podcast and in that document. That's right. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. So um, the next area that worthy of some, some focus in our comparison relates to education and education policy. So uh, Ron DeSantis, Mr. DeSantis did sign the Parental Rights and Education Act. Um, he also signed other laws uh, that work to remove critical race theory and gender ideology from public schools to increase curriculum transparency for parents uh, and to prohibit biological men or boys from participating in women's or girls' sports at the high school and college levels. Um, He also signed the largest school choice expansion in Florida's history and increased public school funding, teacher pay, and per-student funding. So that funding went to those specific initiatives. Right. And there is some contrast here in the area of education. Uh, If elected, Christ would work to repeal the parental rights and education law, which was just passed by our legislature and signed by Governor DeSantis earlier this year. Also, Christ's education plan includes declaring a teacher shortage emergency and increasing teacher pay. He also plans to expand opportunities for early childhood education and return the education commissioner to an elected position, which is actually a position that Mr. Christ uh, held in 2001 to 2003. As far as uh, information on Chris's position on school choice, unfortunately, we were unable to find his position on that, his current position. Fair enough. Good coverage. Thanks, Michelle. Um, I think uh, as we go down the document, the next issue to to reflect on is are there positions on the environment? When he came into office, Mr. DeSantis did anticipate seeking $2.5 billion over four years for Everglades restoration and to protect water resources. It turns out um, he actually secured about $3.3 billion over four years uh, for those purposes. He also had two notable vetoes Um, in 2022, this last session. He did veto a bill that would have favored utilities and would have reduced incentives for solar installation on homes and on rooftops. He also vetoed a bill that would have created some unnecessary regulatory hurdles that may have compromised Everglades restoration projects. And uh, in regards to the environment this past year, As a U.S. Congressman, Chris helped secure federal funding for Everglades restoration and over $4 million to improve water infrastructure in his district. Chris will set a goal, if elected, of 1 million Florida solar roofs, and he will make clean water for all Floridians a top priority by stopping pollution of Lake Okeechobee, replacing septic tanks in urban areas, and accelerating restoration of the Everglades. So, Michelle, the next topic that that gets taken up on our candidate comparison relates to their positions on gender ideology. 
for folks who are not familiar with that term, just reflects a movement to expand the definition and understanding of a person's sex to include sexual orientation and refer to as gender identity, particularly when that's at odds with a person's biological sex. Mr. DeSantis does support an action that was undertaken by the Agency for Healthcare Administration, which operates our state's Medicaid program, um, in which that agency does now prohibit Medicaid payments for several services that relate to gender dysphoria, which is services for folks who have discomfort or kind of reject their biological sex. Um, and these are the services that at issue here are sex reassignment surgery, cross-sex hormones, and puberty blockers. And that was a determination that was based on the finding that they are not consistent, really in just quoting the, the policy, are not consistent with widely accepted professional medical standards and are experimental and investigational with the potential for harmful long-term effects. Okay. And Mr. Christ will support Medicaid coverage for services related to gender dysphoria, such as those mentioned by Michael. It's also notable to mention that as a U.S. Congressman, Chris served as a vice chair of the Congressional LGBTQ Equality Caucus and was lead co-sponsor of the Equality Act, um, which was Proposed federal legislation that would add the term sexual orientation and gender identity to the definition of sex in federal civil rights law. Again, some contrast. There you go. Uh, with respect to health care, um, in 2021, Mr. DeSantis did sign a bill into law that expands postpartum Medicaid coverage for women and their children. Also, with respect to Medicaid, he does oppose broader, wider Medicaid expansion. And again, there is um, some contrast in the area of healthcare. Per his campaign website, Chris supports Medicaid expansion to include adults up to 64 years of age with incomes up to 138% of the federal poverty level. Um, and this comes to just under $19,000 annually for a single person or just over $38,000 uh, annually for a family of four. Okay. So with respect to uh, human trafficking, in 2019, Mr. DeSantis did say that, quote, Florida has zero tolerance for human trafficking and those who allow it to thrive in the shadows. He did go on to sign legislation that increases training of hospitality workers and law enforcement so that they can identify and respond to trafficking. Right. And probably not as much contrast here. Um, in 2021, as a U.S. congressman, Chris helped secure federal funding for various Florida programs to prevent human trafficking and assist victims. Our final uh, area for comparison is with respect to immigration policies. As governor, DeSantis did sign into law several bills that relate to this topic such as one that does ban or prohibit local governments from establishing policies that could legally limit their cooperation with federal agencies. Um, another uh, law that he signed into effect does require the use of E-Verify for public employers. And in 2022, he signed legislation that prevents the state from doing business with bus or aircraft carriers that transport uh, children to Florida who are being, who are operating at the border and who are being served in federal programs. And in regards to immigration, Chris tweeted earlier this year, 
we need comprehensive immigration reform and stated as governor, he would fight for a more accessible pathway to citizenship. Um, also, as a U.S. congressman, he voted for the American Dream and Promise Act, which would provide permanent legal protection and a pathway to citizenship for certain undocumented immigrants who entered the U.S. as children. And we commonly know these children as uh, what's called dreamers. Mm -hmm. And that uh, concludes our comparison. Um, I think it's important to note that uh, these are not all the issues that should be um, of importance to Catholics, but uh, it is uh, some of the top concerns uh, that Catholics um, look at when it comes time to uh, voting in our elections. Yep. <clears throat> Great, Michelle. Thanks a bunch. Um, you know, as folks are going to be armed with this information, they're going to hopefully use this as they go to vote. When do we get to start to vote here in Florida? So early voting begins in some counties um, on October 24th uh, and is available statewide uh, on October 29th. And then, uh, you know, this is for the general election, which is on November 8th. Okay. Well, great stuff. This is a, hopefully a really helpful tool for folks who want to be informed voters. We should point people back to our website for all of our election year resources at www.flaccb.org. That's our website. In addition to the gubernatorial candidate comparison we, we've reflected on today, we also have a voter guide, information on the Civilize It campaign, We've got some parish election political activity guidelines that are hopefully helpful to parishes as well. Um, just a lot of great resources. And Michelle, you and your team have done a great job pulling these together. Uh, thank you so much. It's been good to reflect on them today. Any final thoughts? Well, I think it's just, um, again, important to remember that the comparison as well as our other uh, election materials are provided for educational purposes only, and the conference does not support or oppose any candidate or political party. Good reminder. Thanks, Michelle. All right. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today for this edition of Catholics Across the Aisle.